0: Hi, I'm Jenny Paladna.
1: Hi, I'm Christopher Jones. And I'm Jim Stormdancer, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Jenny, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug?
0: Hi, I have nothing to plug.
1: Not even <laughs> Uh I
0: haven't updated that website, and somebody emailed me that that the video games taco website is now owned by like a Korean spam company. Oh no! And they're like, you should do something about that. and I'm like, I don't feel I don't like know it. If you
1: can, like, at that point, <laughs> the, the traffic they are getting from that must be worth way more than what you'd pay for it. <laughs> but okay, who who owns the who owns the video games taco AOL keyword? That's what that's what's really important. Ooh.
0: Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I got to send a telegram to Emily.
1: <laughs> uh, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug?
2: Uh, I actually uh, do not have anything to plug at the moment either, although I may have some some D&D stuff coming up. So we'll we'll see about that. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, right now it's just uh, just me and I'm just here enjoying myself.
1: Well, uh, So I'm just going to link to your cooking YouTube channel just <laughs> oh, in right. case. Right.
2: OK, yes. Yeah, sometimes I'm i have so many that i've been late video editing is so hard on an iphone <laughs> oh you edit those on an iphone <laughs> yes i need to I, my computer is a potato after i spilled uh coffee all over it a couple of months ago so oh yeah, I have a new brand new uh potato
0: i told you to use my salty leavings <laughs> But you won't. You won't even plug it I'll in. I'll try
2: it. Then I would have to learn how to, like, transfer <laughs> the videos from my iPhone to a different device. And that's a lot. Video editing is tough. So, yeah, I, I, do, I do cooking videos occasionally.
1: Are any of them that are up now, have they been edited on an iPhone?
2: Oh, all of them have been edited on an iPhone. Oh, my I've, God. Yeah. <laughs> You weren't impressed
0: enough.
1: That really paints them in a new light.
2: (laughs) (laughs) These are, these are, it it does not get more, um, like, unless I was like directly uploading while filming with the TikTok app or something, I don't think that this would get more bargain basement.
1: Yeah, you could, uh, you could make the cooking videos in Sonic Movie Maker.
0: Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) the good old days. Are you ready to start on some topics? Sure. Chris, your first topic is possibly having doppelgangers in the same physical universe on the other side of the Big Bang is creepy.
2: Yeah, so this like this destroyed me for like a, a whole day, and then I started inflicting it on people around me, including Jenny, who actually uh, helped me
1: solve a, a weird logic problem with it. Do you, are you
2: f- familiar with this one, Jim? This uh...
1: why don't you enlighten me? Because I I feel like I've heard this, but I don't know the details. Okay,
2: so. It's just that if the if the Big Bang threw an equal amount of matter in ex- exactly the same in every direction or in the opposite direction from us, uh, and the universe is entirely deterministic on a macro level, like maybe not with quantum objects, but like larger objects, right, are uh, deterministic, then... There are three of us on the other side of the Big Bang, impossibly far away, doing exactly the same thing we are right now, recording a completely different topic lords. And that's happening not in an alternate dimension, but like in our physical dimension here
1: right now. They must be destroyed. <laughs> but how? <laughs> well, we'll meet in the middle and... <laughs> right.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying we're destroyed, so they must be destroyed. <laughs> By this wacky concept. Oh yeah,
1: no, of course that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a big enough, and, and even if you don't, even if the Big Bang wasn't symmetrical, with a a big enough universe, there's going to be duplicates. Are you familiar with uh, the concept of the the Boltzmann brain?
2: Uh, this sounds familiar, but maybe you could maybe you could go over it.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard of it at all.
1: This uh, first paragraph on Wikipedia is actually a great summary. Uh, the Boltzmann brain argument suggests that it is more likely for a single brain to spontaneously and briefly form in a void, complete with a false memory of having ex- existed in our universe, than it is for our universe to have come about in the modern way—in the way modern science thinks it actually did.
0: <gasps> oh no! Well, that's no good. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Luckily, uh, <laughs> this conversation has gone on long enough that you can just keep keep believing it's real. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i i have i have heard this one and i have argued against it very drunkenly at a function of some kind
1: it's it's one of those arguments that exists only to depress people <laughs>
0: right right yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: because like the, you can't do anything with the information
2: another one of those like you, you have no way to test this you have no way To know if this is true. Yeah, but I mean, like, we might... If we get to the point where we can look far enough into kind of the void, though, and we see that things are exactly kind of symmetrical to either side of us on either side of the universe, then that would actually be, like, a thing that we could interpret, like, oh, crap, there may be uh, doppelgangers of us on the direct opposite side of the universe. Like, that's a thing that that might be testable at some point, but would suck, probably.
1: So, has anybody suggested... Like, does the Big Bang know about mirrors? Because that would be way easier. <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't know.
0: I feel like what does the Big Bang know about is opening up an entirely different range of questions. Yeah, okay.
1: Googling that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, technically, I guess it it contained all things that would become information.
0: Oh my god! Oh no. <laughs>
1: I do like the interpretation that humans are the universe's attempt to understand itself.
0: Oh, wow. Well, we're not doing an amazing job. (laughs)
1: Listen, doing better than (laughs) anything else we know about.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: I do actually. I I think about that a lot when I'm depressed. Is that like we've managed to, for all that humans are doing some pretty rough things to the biosphere at the moment, we're also one of the only animals that's developed the ability to worry about what we're doing to the world around us. So like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually, it is.
1: It's it's in- incredibly exciting.
0: Are we the only animal who's capable of depressing ourselves with our own actions?
1: <laughs> our an- like, first of all, are animals capable of depression.
2: Oh, they absolutely are.
0: Cats have to be, right?
1: I think so. I'm pretty sure I've seen animals mourn the death of other animals.
0: Mm, yeah, that's yeah. what I was
2: thinking of. I've definitely had uh, dogs with anxiety disorder of some kind. It may not be exact. You know, the experience may be different yeah. for a dog, but it's it's 100 percent rough mammalian anxiety.
1: Willow was on Xanax. Whew. How'd that go? I. It really helped
0: nice
1: yeah i I think uh man is the only i think the poem goes that man is the only animal that's that can depress itself by sitting and wondering why why why
2: yeah but i mean that's good like people talk that out like we're broken apes or something like that look you took that perfectly good monkey and gave it anxiety right like (laughs) but but like that's it really is like it's it's heartening that that um that that higher higher order kind of thought and evolution may be selecting for altruism right like the other really smart things on the planet um also display altruism which is pretty cool like that's that's hopeful that gives me hope for this this weird experiment on this weird rock that we're floating through that may have an identical doppelganger and then possibly far distance away it just (laughs) bothers me it just freaking bothers me i like feeling unique does it does it also bother you that? That other Chris also hates you. I mean, other Chris hates me conceptually, but we're both Chris's, right? <laughs> like, or not hates me conceptually, <laughs> but hates the concept. But like me, no, no, no. Chris's never hate other Chris's. Like that's against the rules.
1: Okay, okay, good.
2: Yeah, even here on Earth.
1: <laughs> and there are so many of you.
2: Yeah, we got we got to stick together, and maintain our hegemony.
0: It's true.
1: Are we ready for another topic?
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Uh Jenny, your topic is never interfacing with the cool parts of baseball because the front-facing parts didn't appeal to you.
0: Yeah. So, probably a lot of you are familiar with baseball.
1: I was I was going to ask is this a is this a baseball thing? Cuz I still haven't figured out what that is. I tried signing up for it once and it seemed to be broken, but I'm but I'm getting mail from them now, so at least part of it worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been uh, they they haven't really had the server capacity for their uh-huh. traffic at most points of their existence. Yeah, so Blazeball is on on its most basic level. It's somebody wrote like an automatic uh, eternal baseball simulation. That just plays like it. Um, there are 20 imaginary teams. They play each other for 99 games of a season that lasts a week. And you can go in and you can choose a favorite team and you can bet on it. So that's what it is at its most basic. It doesn't really exist. At its own basic, which is why every, like, uh, emergent narrative and procedural generation person I know is kind of obsessed mm-hmm. with it right now. <laughs>
1: Before we move on, I want to make a guess. hmm Is the cool part of baseball picking your favorite team?
0: Uh, I mean, that's that's a cool part.
1: All right. Partial credit. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs>
0: yeah. And they're, uh, so the teams are all kind of a little bit goofy there are the the canada moist talkers mm-hmm. um they they speak moistly
1: carry a wet stick
0: <laughs> yeah uh the moab sunbeams got pulled into a hellmouth pretty early on and are now the hellmouth sunbeams there's uh the hades tigers
1: probably a lot of this is is authored content
0: so it's it's reactive authored content Sure. It's what it is. So one of the main things about Blazeball is there are elections where you go, you spend all the coins that you use that you win betting on teams and you buy votes and you go vote in elections that change the course of Blazeball. So like one of the first things that we voted for was to open the forbidden book and <laughs> good. that's what wound up opening the hell mouth <laughs> and uh, made, made Blazeball a lot more deadly because now the umpires can incinerate you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We voted for peanuts, and now there's a giant sentient peanut that shows up.
1: So, when you say you vote for these things, like, are you picking between two options?
0: Uh, Three, four, six, eight, depending on the week.
1: Gotcha, yeah. Yeah.
0: There was one week where there were just, I think, six, and none of them... It didn't explain what any of them were. Right. They just had little names and icons.
1: Yeah. This reminds me of um the... There was an MMO called A Tale in the Desert. Mm. Are you familiar?
0: Yeah, I never played it, but I heard about it.
1: That um is is trying to I, I think it's still running. It it never had that many users, but it had enough to support like the company, which was like three people, which is neat. But one of the things that happened in that game was that you would um vote to enact laws and then the developers would write code to enforce the laws. Nice. Which is a surprising, like, you would think the way that you would handle that is by there be players designated to run around and like hit you with a stick until you obey or something.
0: Uh
1: (laughs) Instead of it being like a law of gravity that you can't run a red light.
0: Yeah, they're just coding it into the world. That's really interesting.
1: I think yeah.
2: what's the uh, EVE online is the one where the laws are enforced by players running around, hitting each other with sticks.
1: Isn't it? <laughs> I believe that's correct. Yeah.
2: One thing I, I like, and I would, uh, Jim, I would highly recommend that if you want to know more about uh blaze ball, but don't actually want to like play it, that you date and also live with someone who's really
1: into blaze ball. <laughs> I tried that. I tried getting April into this game and
0: like, I
1: sent her a link. Cause she likes baseball, right? Hmm. I sent her a link and she said, Oh, it's just a black screen. And then I clicked on the link and it was just a black screen for me too. And I'm like, yeah. is this part of the game?
0: No.
2: This is, this is a this is a good topic for a different <laughs> a different topic, Lord's episode, is uh getting getting your significant other addicted to something that you want to know about, but don't, <laughs> but don't have, wanna, yeah, have time for in. Uh, yep. abusive or no. Um, <laughs> right. But like so, so from the outside, it's actually, there's a, there's a phenomenal piece of design here that's kind of fundamental to it, kind of blowing up the the internets a little bit. And, and that is, they give just the barest amount of content in the sense that they don't explain anything. They don't explain why this person's name is Jalen hot dog fingers mm-hmm. or why they're getting incinerated by an umpire. So it was like a mm-hmm. perfect, like, it was like a, it was like a paint your own picture with with just the outline of a couple of figures, right, that are intriguing narratively, and there's a narrative, and there's the bare bones of a narrative. And it's very much like sports, like that, like a larger sport, like you know, uh, real world sports, where these are these are big kind of narrative conflicts to the people who who watch them, and they project a bunch of stuff onto these on these people, and so it's it's but it's really interesting because that that's given this enormous room for engagement. I mean, like there are people who have made radio stations for this game. There are people who have. You know, uh, made um, like baseball cards for this. There's just this enormous cottage <laughs> industry of baseball uh-huh. stuff, and it's it's actually really smart design where they they kind of ended up with like kind of a homestuck kind of thing in terms of yeah. like this community that's
1: really invested in this. That reminds me, I need to get April into Homestuck too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You need more wives. Yeah, <laughs> like you're really or, making the case for polyamory.
1: I I need a wife with any free time at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's here's <laughs> my take on on
2: Homestuck, and I'm sorry for any Homestuck people watching. I already I already read Problem Sleuth all the way through. I'm not doing it again. I'm not. It's different. I know.
0: It's different.
2: <laughs> I read Ulysses already. I don't need to read Finnegan's Wake. We're good.
1: It's okay.
0: So, Blazeball. Oh,
1: is that your take on it? I thought you were going to have a take. <laughs> that was that was oh. my
2: entire... No, that was my entire take on Homestuck. Okay. I'm not, I'm not doing it.
0: I mean, it's harder to have a take on something that you refuse to engage with, but still possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yet, the
1: internet.
0: And yet, the internet. So, Riff also... My buddy Riff got really into Blazeball, and we had a conversation about how the mechanics of baseball are actually pretty interesting um, compared to all the millions of games where you have a ball and you get that ball from one end of a thing to the other end of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's most games. And then baseball has like these arbitrary systems that are kind of fun if you're a non-sports nerd uh, game fan. To engage with, but they don't, they don't sell it to those people. Like it's not marketed to game nerds. It's, it's either marketed as like, you're already a sports fan, so you might as well enjoy baseball uh-huh. or, uh, or you're into Americana or you like sitting on a bleacher and drinking 10 beers, um, with 80% water content each. And eating some hot dogs and waving a big foam finger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you know, so I went to a baseball, a couple of baseball games in the past 10 years. And the coolest thing about it was that every, like all the local people, when they went up to bat, they had like a a jingle and a a video that played on the big screen.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Like, so that they'd picked like the chorus of their, of a song that they thought represented them. Oh, Wow. Like a pro wrestler entrance,
0: yeah, it used to be the most interesting thing about baseball to me was uh when the sausages would race
1: i don't I don't think I was there for that.
0: <laughs> That's the thing that happens at Brewers games. <laughs> there are like four people dressed like uh like different sausages, and I think it's a little bit racially insensitive. Because there's like an Italian sausage and a Polish sausage, but they, they get dressed up in these big sausage costumes and they race each they have other. Like
1: a Vienna sausage, and, a, and they have like Canadian bacon.
0: I'm not sure what the fourth one is. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> Polish sausage, Italian sausage, and bratwurst have got to be three of the four.
1: Beef franks. So, is there a <laughs> is there one of the sausages that's better at racing? I don't know. I want to see, like, is there a... There's got to be a website that's, like, kept track of the race results.
0: There absolutely has to be. Let's see. Brewer Sausage Race... Results. Brewer Sausage Race 5K results. That's a long... (laughs) It's a long time. (laughs) What way for
1: uh, a sausage to walk?
0: Oh, I thought I found stats, but it's only there's only two races listed.
1: This is like someone's just gotta send an email to John Boyce. He'll <laughs> 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 figure this shit out. I mean there are two
2: two races are are like are stats, That's I guess. That's they're true. they're crappy stats.
1: <laughs> okay, the five the five racing sausages are the brat, the polish, the Italian, <laughs> the hot dog, and the chorizo.
0: Yeah, chorizo was added in uh, 2007, (laughs) officially. (laughs) And hot dog.
2: Please tell me it's not wearing a sombrero, please.
0: I can't. You know I can't. It's (laughs) definitely wearing a sombrero. (laughs) Come on, middle America. (laughs) Get it together. Yeah. Uh,
1: Okay. (laughs) Wow. So I'm reading about the Randall Simon incident. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh no, what's that?
1: The Randall Simon, the first baseman of the Pittsburgh Pirates, hit the runner's costume in the head with a baseball bat. Didn't actually hit <gasps> the head of the person wearing the costume. Yeah. That's good. Uh, but, quote, it did knock her over and she took the hot dog down with her. <laughs> 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 uh simon was arrested fined and suspended by major league baseball for three games wow uh he was traded to the chicago <laughs> cubs later that season <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's no good that's just putting him nearer the sausages uh,
1: uh since the incident t-shirts and other memorabilia have been sold with a slogan don't whack our wiener
0: wow classy <laughs>
2: I uh, I regret to I regret to report that the um, the poster that they have in the in the MLB shop for the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers Racing Sausage Chorizo <laughs> is actually very compositionally cool,
0: and I kind of I kind of want to order uh-huh. one
1: now. So well, I well put it in the show notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're actually really cool. These are
2: all these oh, are all really boy. cool, like like minimalist. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll
1: toss yeah, them yeah. over because it's yeah it's, yeah pretty good. All right, uh, Jenny, were you, did you were you still talking about the cool parts?
0: Yeah. So um, there are people. If you go, my friend Cat has become baseball obsessed. If you want to more know more about baseball, just go to uh, at cataclypto. Okay c a t a c l y p t o I think on Twitter and cat will explain everything to you
1: all right, I am looking at Cat Manning's account and there's nothing about blaze ball in the bio.
0: <laughs> are you looking at the actual tweets because I swear <laughs> they are a all about blazeball tweet
1: about <laughs> how they're an igf nominated writer. Uh, there's one about how they're actually logging off now.
0: I didn't know Cat was going to set me up like this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Now I'm just scrolling down and it's nothing but blaze ball. You're right.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You found it. You found the mother load. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So the aforementioned Jalen hot dog fingers was the first player to be incinerated by a rogue umpire. That's way more dramatic than...
1: Hitting the costume in the head with a baseball
0: bat. <laughs> right. Yeah, nobody even got traded to the Cubs for this. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so that was seasons ago. That was like right after we locked in unlocked Inciteration. So then uh, last season we unlocked the concept of idols, where um you can You can choose a specific player and buy some pendants in the store. And if they get uh, like hits, if they're a batter or like pitch people out, if they're a pitcher, you score coins every time they do that. And someone figured out that if you still had the, uh, the URL for players who had been incinerated to go to their page, there was nothing blocking you from idolizing them. So they got Jalen hot dog fingers on the list of idols And then there was a blessing, which is another thing that you can spend your votes on. Your team gets some blessings in the store to recruit the player in the number 14 position on the idle board to your team. So there was this big push to get Jalen Hot Dog Fingers in the number 14 position and basically perform an act of necromancy and get her uh, back on the Seattle garages, which... They did successfully, and <laughs> there were repercussions in the form of um, She Came Back and fan favorite Mike Townsend, uh, the pitcher, who, so the Seattle Garages have a bunch of fans that make garage band albums about baseball, uh-huh. and probably their, their best and most popular track is Mike Townsend is a Disappointment. Uh huh. It's super catchy. <laughs> Definite recommend. Yeah. So when Jalen Hot Dog Fingers came back, uh, Mike Townsend was immediately taken as a sacrifice, and now Jalen is hitting people um, with with her her place balls. As she's pitching them, and they're becoming unstable and more likely to be incinerated themselves, which led someone on Metafilter to record uh, a song about Jalen, Please Don't Be My Man, to the tune of Jolene.
1: Okay, so I have no idea which of these things is happening in real life and which is in game you
2: they have basically recreated the experience of of allowing people to talk about a sport that you don't follow <laughs> except for a fake sport it's really impressive yeah what they done every
0: here. everything i just described exists in i'm pretty sure none of that is fanon. everything actually happened in game or on meta, metafilter and bandcamp
1: oh okay so the al- it's not an in game album that's really catchy Okay.
0: You can go listen to it. They've got a lot of tracks. People are making real songs. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I would actually be more impressed if there was an in-game band camp for
0: and <laughs> was simulating fans of the
1: baseball teams that were writing music.
0: <laughs> well, right to the devs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just want to say, uh, Jim, I'm going to, I'm going to link this to the chat, but I found a, a first person confessional of what it's like to be a racing sausage. <gasps> nice
0: that's incredible
2: yeah apparently they never they, they they are never
1: fixed the races are actual races
0: <laughs> thank god <laughs> you
1: can still believe in some things in this yeah. world <laughs> and apparently <laughs> chorizo is
2: hard mode because of the hat so anybody who, oh. who wins in the chorizo is actually like doubly impressive so I'll just sure. I'll, I'll link the thing it's, it's quite racist
0: nice. wing drag <laughs>
1: Uh, are we are we ready for another topic? Sure. Yep. Uh, my topic is two kinds of people: people who can just put a dish in the dishwasher and be happy with the outcome, and people who have to wash every every dish by hand before putting in the dishwasher. In which case, what's even the point?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some opinions. Let's about, let's hear it about dishwashers. So the first thing is, it really. It kind of really depends more on whether you grew up having dishwashers that you could trust. Ah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you're saying this is like there's actually two kinds of dishwashers.
0: Yeah. There's dishwashers that will actually clean your dishes. <laughs>
1: and, yeah.
0: And the other kind, which just gets them wetter. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I use ours mainly for, for sterilizing and do most of the the by hand. So if we get like, if something's covered in like meat juices or something, it goes in the in the dishwasher. But otherwise, there's kind of no point with ours because it's ancient and our landlords aren't going to replace anything.
0: It's basically an autoclave. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so my other opinion about dishwashers is that I think the two kinds of people are the people who think the silverware points up and the people who think the silverware points down, oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's wait. Uh, there's pros and cons,
2: wait, wait, there are people who point silverware up, yeah. That's how you that's how you get <laughs> hand stabbed like how, well, yeah, exactly no, yeah
0: it it is so this divide occurred in my very house, which like Chris, this is why I don't like loading the dishwasher, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because my parents would get into giant shit fights about um so there was, and I don't even remember which parent was which, but there was you put the you put the silverware down so you don't get stabbed parent and then there was no you put the silverware up because otherwise you're only cleaning the handles <laughs>
1: uh, uh.
0: but the water comes from the bottom
2: <laughs> that's not true <laughs> uh, Jenny Jenny I know you you actually legitimately have dish related trauma that that pops up um, I do yeah around this so like I definitely yeah I, <laughs> My heart goes out to, uh, and occasionally it's, it's, it's led to some, some interesting conversations that I didn't understand at the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shit.
0: That's relationships.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you two have worked worked, your through this. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a long, difficult road.
1: So I have a similar suggestion. Uh, and this is like me against the world here. I don't think anybody agrees okay. with me on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think uh, silverware, when you put it in the drawer, should be with the pointy part facing, facing the, the person taking it out of oh. the drawer. Because that way when you open the drawer, you can see which, uh, which one's the fork and which one is the spoon immediately instead of having to open it all the way.
0: I mean, that makes sense, but then you reach for a fork and you're like holding a fork upside down with the tines pressing into your wrist.
2: Yeah, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to weigh the the brain cost of opening the drawer slightly more versus the brain cost of for the rest of my life having to remember to reach for the non pointy end of the silverware. And I'm. I'm well,
1: <laughs> you're already going to have to not reach for the pointy end that's of the silverware. True. like You you're are doing, already. doing that. <laughs> But that's muscle memory. <laughs> just pointing. <laughs> like your brain's like it's the
2: one that goes this way. I'm intrigued by this. I'm just also confused.
0: Yeah. Have, so, have you tested this? I no, feel April like won't that's... let me. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> well, and her argument is that she just knows which one is which. Like, she just remembers mm-hmm. that shit. Uh, and I, I that's not how my brain works at all. Okay. Like, once when I was unloading the dishwasher and there was nothing in the drawer, <gasps> oh, no. I put them in the wrong spots and she screamed. <laughs> like, she opened the drawer later and was like, ah...
0: <laughs> <laughs> i have just given up on there being any consistency in our household about where the forks and spoons and shit go yeah
2: because yeah. it's
0: it always changes
2: yeah and that's that's mostly my bad but like we also we have so many spoons to for like so when we moved in we went and got a bunch of goodwill dishes and and um and Jenny, I'm not meaning to throw you under the bus here. I'm just I'm just stating I'm just stating what happened was that you didn't I bought like, the spoons. Yeah, so she she got one package <laughs> of like mixed silverware, and the second package, like she didn't look at oops all spoons. It was all it was just yep, oops all spoons. And um, so we have like like a three to one or four to one ratio of spoons to forks in the house. Ironically, <laughs> I don't
0: like eating with spoons. It yeah, makes me
2: uncomfortable. I have no problem. I'll eat everything with a spoon. I don't I care.
0: Oh you bring me things to eat with a spoon sometime? So-
2: Usually because we're out of clean forks. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, here's your spaghetti with your spaghetti spoon. I don't know. Really <laughs> 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 you just kind of work it around the plate
1: like, no. until it gets to your mouth. <laughs> like, it's- so, you know, you can take a probably some kind of saw and turn mm. any spoon into a fork. And okay. similarly, you could like sharpen the edge of it to turn it into a knife. This is like this is a solvable problem. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You just need to take a metalworking class.
0: Yeah. Boy, that's gonna be a really dangerous object when you open up that silverware drawer and you just put your hand right on the pointy, pointy, slicey part.
1: <laughs> so that's why you that's why you grab the handle. <laughs> I'm not saying to sharpen sharpen the handle. <laughs>
2: But the, the handle won't be pointing towards you. The sharp part will be pointing towards you because you'll have loaded them with the with the, with the the business end facing towards the drawer in some sort of social experiment.
0: <laughs> Your guests will go home and be, they had a drawer. They had a drawer full of four slots of nothing but murder sporks pointed the wrong way. <laughs> and I grabbed one and I cut off my arm.
1: It turns do, you, of this, do you think, like, it, how much of a factor do you think it is that, like, you're opening the drawer... And like the (laughs) fork is pointing right at your belly and you're like, oh my God, the fork is coming right at me. (laughs) Like it's it's psychologically that can't be good for you.
0: No. Yeah. You get your adrenaline going. I don't I don't
2: have like I don't I don't own firearms, right? But if I had a gun safe, I would not store the gun pointing out of the safe, right? Like because <laughs> like, every time I open this safe, I just be like, why? <laughs> it would be funny if this entire conversation was actually April having a nightmare about the about the <laughs> like we're all we're all figments <laughs> of our temporary
0: imagination. Oh man, yeah, April's a brain and avoid having panic attacks <laughs> about silverware.
1: <laughs> oh man what with your with your nanosecond of existence you could have such cooler thoughts
2: <laughs> God sitting there like really really this is you. I gave you I gave you a whole a whole four nanoseconds and this is what you really okay
0: I don't know
2: I guess that's that's it for life in this universe this go around yeah.
0: okay
1: God, you made it deterministic. This is not my fault.
2: Oh, my God. That's even worse because then there's two brains on opposite sides of the universe just having four nanoseconds of, of being upset about a silverware drawer that doesn't
1: exist.
0: Oh, wow.
1: It's okay. That, that brain is in a better place now. <laughs>
2: I, so to the original topic, I did want to say that I I don't know if there's two people because I'm actually both people in the original, mm. like the, whether or not you wash stuff or whether you just throw it in there, um, even with our crappy dishwasher, depending on how tired I am, how many loads of dishes I've done in the same day and whether or not I'm having a bipolar episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I have, I will, I will switch from, from day to day
1: where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just put things in the dishwasher, and if like they don't come out clean, I'll just leave them there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I did my part.
1: That'll, maybe it'll get clean the next load.
2: Yeah, every every now and again, it's like I know that this isn't going to wash all the way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it in here and just I'll 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 deal with it when I have more brain.
1: Well, yeah, a huge v- part of the value of the dishwasher is that. The dishes go out of your sight,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, not, it's not my problem that this is going to turn this into concrete that's stuck on the dish that I'm going to have to soak for two days and then, and then steel wool off of here that I just could have done in 30 seconds. That's future Chris's problem. That's not uh, – that doesn't belong to me.
0: We've talked about the study before where, where as far as your brain is concerned, future you is a completely different person.
1: Yeah, and and when you hate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. How does
2: that work for society? So the so the view of the future and the past uh are are somewhat culturally mitigated though because there are some cultures that actually see the the past as being in front of them. I'd have to I'd have to look this up, but there's actually some cultural mitigation factor in how people perceive an order future to past. So like I'd, I'd be interested to see how those people yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah i wonder what who who uh this study studied like was it if it was all Americans it actually might be a
0: oh yeah
2: right not yeah. just Americans but like college students right like most <laughs> psychology- <laughs> study, yeah yeah college students you need beer money right <laughs> it's all it's all excellentlennials <laughs> like on their phones like actively during
1: the study <laughs> like
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry. I'm on Grubhub. I'm shopping for the beer I'm going to drink later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready for another topic?
0: Sure. Yep.
1: Uh, so this is a write in. Miko asks John Joseph Merlin introduced the world to roller skates by rolling into a costumed ball, playing a violin, and immediately crashing into a mirror because he hadn't invented <laughs> brakes yet.
0: So, A, that's incredible. B, I read the words costumed ball, and for the next, like, full 60 seconds of my life, had a mental image of a ball that someone had put a costume on.
1: <laughs> oh, like, like Pom Pom in the Halloween episodes.
0: Yeah!
1: So, I I had to close my Firefox, but, like, this, this
2: guy, I, I was reading about this when I was looking at the topic, is legitimately an amazing polymath. Like, this is... <laughs> Yeah, this is some random thing that, that he did in, in the course of like an in, just an incredible life, actually.
0: Nice. Did he perceive time backwards because his last name was Merlin?
1: That's, those are the people who see the past in front of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Merlins, yeah. All right, so I'm going to, since you can't, I'm going to Google this guy and, and find behind his exploits.
0: Okay. Wait, what do they mean he hadn't invented brakes yet? There's t- t- toe stops?
1: I, I that's what I think of. Is that they call them toe stops? The little rubber on the front of the the roller skate they used to stop.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh wow! So I did. I didn't know what the time frame was here. Uh, John Joseph Merlin was born in 1735. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So that becomes much less impressive that he was a that he was a polymath, because like a, anybody could be a polymath back then. You just had to be nobility. Yeah, so so the
2: funding helped, but I mean, like, not every nobility was like making like silver swan automatons and and keyboard instruments. Like, no, that's from that's scratch. True. That's pretty cool. And inline skates. Like, yeah, he's all over the place, and that's that's glorious. Oh, he no, he didn't. No, let's not give him too much credit. He didn't think of putting the wheels all in a row.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> everything is everything is is a is a an iterative design process. That's true.
0: So, I mean, the thing about roller skates is you can stop by just spinning around in a circle until you lose momentum. Yeah, he might not have figured that out yet either. (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. (laughs) This really sounds like the first journey out on his roller skates.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't sk- skate into the costume ball on purpose. He was just like, oh, no, it's a costume ball." <laughs> this
0: is,
2: so think about this. This is like the equivalent of like whoever invented the car, not just inventing the car, but the first time they go out and drive it, they've installed a <laughs> horn that plays a And cucaracha
0: like,
1: <laughs> and they drive it into a petting zoo. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they drive it into the sausage race. Right, yeah. <laughs>
1: Try to—they try to steal all the hats of the the novelty hats of the sausages.
0: Oh, that is a good life goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get them, get them to autograph it later.
0: Yeah.
2: You'd have to come up with different like Mission Impossible because uh, they ban <laughs> you after the first attempt. So you'd have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to come up with all sorts of crazy.
0: I think there's a big like skylight sunroof thing that you can uh, bungee down into. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: so is it is it important? How important is it that you steal the hats off of their heads as they're racing?
0: <laughs> uh, I feel like this is your this was your life goal that you invented.
1: Okay, so really that's I'm, your goal. I'm I'm, I'm kind of trying to get a consensus here. Okay, okay, <laughs> like, because like it it would be way easier to you know after they take the costume off,
0: right? It's like hanging
1: up on a hook, I could take the hat then. That would be easier but less uh, cool.
0: Yeah. I feel like you'd have to add some gimmicks if you were just going to steal the hat afterwards.
2: Yeah. I think, I think getting it while they're racing is really mm-hmm. like, cause then you're, you, you go from just being a guy who's like stealing hats to like a legend. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: You know, you're like yeah. the guy who steals the hats while the saw is like, Oh no, it's that guy again. Like it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's like him. that
0: time, that time Steve Harvey's necktie got stolen off of his neck.
1: Oh yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, okay, so it says Merlin is credited with the invention of inline <laughs> skates, so maybe they were all in a row. Maybe someone had to invent putting them in, in a rectangle.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so much more stable. The mirrors will be safer. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it looks like he he really jackassed himself too if I'm reading this like this <laughs> description like he he like broke the mirror, broke his instrument, like he- oh no. <laughs> this, I guess this was back in the days when everybody was just drinking laudanum all the time, so I guess this makes more <laughs> more sense,
0: I guess. Does it say whether he was wearing a costume? If the the
1: his portrait on Wikipedia is to be believed, he was dressed like a Victorian dandy. Okay. <laughs> That was pretty cool.
2: He made like a self-propelled wheelchair and like prosthetic devices and um, something to get farts out of rooms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the thing he made to get farts out of rooms? How did that work?
2: A pump for expelling foul air. I'm like, it was probably actually to get rid of like miasmas or whatever they thought Mm -mm. was causing disease at the time. But but practically speaking, it probably worked to get rid of farts.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And also all the other gas in the room. Like he invented the vacuum, probably <laughs> it didn't have any breaks though. <laughs> no. uh, are we ready for another topic? Sure, yeah, Jenny. your topic is the virality of the cool s. We've talked about the cool s on the podcast before, but you know, I'm always down for another cool s conversation, so Woo! take it away.
0: yeah, the cool s is the cool s of topics it is. So, the way that we know that Chris is from another uh like parallel dimension is he grew up without the cool s
2: that's that is correct I am from a dimension that that the cool s was not a thing does it have a name uh <laughs> it was it was earth <laughs> oh weird it was an earth
1: uh-huh
2: yeah so i i had a i had a pretty and I was talking to Jenny about this I had a pretty like messed up uh early like we had we had a lot of stuff going on when I was like. Of the age that people were drawing cool S's, I guess, but like I, I genuinely don't remember ever having seen it when I was younger and my brain keeps trying to make up like maybe you saw it on a peachy folder once and I'm like, no, no brain, you didn't.
0: So, uh, so we wind up having lots of conversations about the cool. When, S. when did
1: you when did you first encounter this? The cool. Oh, this is like this is like someone who's never seen Goatsy. See.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep.
2: those people like in the, in the Amazon Basin. There are probably people who've never seen Goatsy see. or the um, cool
1: S.
0: Yeah. Oh, unless you go there and it's just on every tree is a cool S.
1: Yeah, it was actually invented by nature. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So that's, I don't know if Jenny's getting to the funny, the funny thing we found when looking into this,
0: but. uh. I guess I had uh, kind of two things that I wanted to talk about there, which was uh, one is just that it's, it's a really interesting shape because when you look at it, you're like, huh, that's very complex, but I bet I could draw one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try. And then it's, it replicates itself mimetically. Yep, by being complex but drawable and kind of like an inherent challenge.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't think of it as a puzzle. Like we talked on a previous episode about how we were hypothesizing that it replicates because even if you can't draw you can still probably draw the cool S.
0: That's true. Yeah, the cool S might be the coolest thing that you're able to draw at your level of drawing ability.
1: Right. Uh but I didn't think of it about it as a puzzle. I thought of it as like I don't actually remember how I learned it, but I believe I was shown the first you make the six parallel lines.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you make the points and then you, yeah.
1: So I was spoiled.
2: It's a, it's, it's also probably very easy to spray paint, uh, which I assume <laughs> in, in this dimension, uh, it, it apparently shows up a lot on graffiti in this timeline, uh, I'm told, but I, I can't, I can't speak for my original place that I came from. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Well, who who could? <laughs> <Right?
2: laughs> maybe the maybe the only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some other Chris who knows what the cool S is that got displaced <laughs> to that timeline.
0: Oh my god! Oh, he's even more confused than you are.
1: <laughs> well, this is this is like that that uh, movie where there's only one person who remembers the songs of the Beatles.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: Where like the, you you get to spread the cool S to all the children of the world. <laughs> And unlike in our universe, they'll all know it was from from this one the messiah who who taught all the kids who can't draw how to draw one thing.
0: <laughs> That's kind of the plot of the movie School of Rock with Jack Black. Yeah. Wait, no, those kids could play instruments. I take everything back.
1: Oh, he didn't teach them how?
0: I, I think he taught them I think he taught them how to be good, maybe. I gotta go back and rewatch <laughs> School of Rock if I'm gonna talk about it.
1: I bet they played boring music, and then he taught them how to to be cool circa 1970.
0: I bet that was true for at least one child. I bet there was like a a violin child or possibly a piano child who only played boring music. Yeah. And then got recruited for rock. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. So, Chris, do you want to tell people where we found the earliest instance of the Cool S? So,
2: this was was on... um... I don't know if it it was, it might've been on the Wikipedia page, but there was also, there's a bunch of different articles where people have tried to track down like the genesis of the cool S or the earliest, uh, the earliest example. And the earliest example appears to be a a painting from 1533 called the ambassadors by uh, Hans Holbein, the younger Holbein Holbein. If you, if you, if you look that up. On uh, on on your search engine of choice or Wikipedia, and like zoom into the central like tablecloth. There's just a cool ass like chilling next to the dude on the left hand.
1: Oh yeah, I so I also see in this image on Wikipedia there is a skull that is stretched yep. diagonally such that it looks like you're supposed to be. It's viewable as a skull only at a weird angle.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, we were talking to Emily about this and, and she, uh, her art history opinion was that this this painting was basically proof of time travel. <laughs> 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 because they hadn't invented diagonals yet. But no, just like anamorphic images were, were hard.
0: Yeah, the anamorphs hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> they had not.
1: <laughs> or the Digimons. <laughs> oh, well, all they would have to have, do- to have done is paint it while looking at an angle. This is the kind of thing though,
2: like if I if I had access to a, a a time travel device and I wanted to like flick off the future, I guess, like I would I would do something like like just plant a cool S in something. Or I would if I was from the universe that the cool S originated, which I'm not.
0: I'd put a skateboarding dog in American Gothic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would go back to some society that that we know died out and and work really hard to make their epic poem story or whatever like the same plot as the dumbest movie that i could think of in the future (laughs) and then hide it away so that it got discovered later and it was just like oh okay uh so we found this viking epic that's exactly the Fifty first
0: dates with adam sandler and (laughs) drew barrymore
2: they they even called it adam sandler and drew barrymore i don't (sighs)
1: yeah yeah it's pretty cool painting though it it is, and on Wikipedia, I clicked on the painting and it it gave me this enormous image, <laughs> very, very detailed, so it there's a really good scan of it easily available
2: yeah it's it's legitimately an incredible painting,
1: yeah, it is pretty impressive. I'm also like just except for the part where like the the skull is just placed in there at random like it's <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any like artistic composition intended there it's just like also there's a skull
2: (laughs) (laughs) right no it's just it's extremely confusing like it's fascinating just gonna throw a magic eye painting in here that like
1: (laughs) completely unbalances the composition in a weird way right then are we ready for another topic sure so chris your topic is arizona is the only state in the union where you can get one of every kind of venomous animal in your yard in the same day Edit except marsupials.
2: Yeah, I I realize that we don't get platypies, so you can't get like venomous Aww. marsupials here.
0: Now I'm bummed out.
1: Yeah, you also probably don't get the, the stonefish, the ones <laughs> oh, that yeah, look yeah. like yeah. rocks that you, that are just hanging out in shallow streams for you to uh, step on. Oh yeah, no.
2: yeah. I remember those from your from your Okinawa episode. Yeah, it got discussed. I think. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The terrors of the tropical ocean. Yep. So okay, so so we're missing we're missing a couple, but but um we get a we get a pretty good run. You can get um snakes, lizards, li- like one of the only places to get lizards, uh, scorpions, spiders. Yeah, this came about because I found almost all of these in the backyard, and I actually had a brief. I'm 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 like 98 percent certain that it was a baby Gila monster, and not a, a giant mutant tiger lizard. But it might have been a giant mutant tiger lizard. Yeah, when I was I was outside uh, sunning my private parts for for hormonal reasons, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, I mentioned this not not because not not to like.
0: Not to titillate you, dear listener. But to, to make you
2: understand <laughs> that when I saw the giant, possibly venomous lizard oh, right. uh, running across the yard, that my my testicles were exposed at the time, so I did not stick around to find
1: out and if it was, I I was infuriated correct. by these <laughs> testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing a gila monster hates more.
0: Uh-huh, than an exposed goodie bag. <laughs>
2: They will they will bite on to things and not let go. You oh, have to no. like immerse them in water to to get them to let go. So I'm not, oh, homie, don't play that game. And
1: water is real hard <gasps> to come by in Arizona. I
2: know <laughs> it's another
1: one of God's cruel jokes in this state. <laughs> well, that's why they moved there because they don't want to let go of your balls.
0: <laughs> <In the rain. laughs>
1: they
2: never have to yeah but that that happened in the same day that i also found a black widow and a scorpion and at that point was like looking around for the rattlesnake cuz i'm like we might as well complete the set o oh, and b's
1: so it was, it was an interesting day outside so have you considered importing a platypus <laughs> <laughs>
2: Setting it loose to, to, fit. I guess it would have to get some water for the backyard at that point, And then the, yeah, I could get the, the Gila monster to let go and the, you could get, you can get a stone fish for the water. <laughs> right. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> this sounds amazing. I see no downsides.
0: Yeah. It might even be legal in Arizona. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if it's not legal, no one's enforcing it right now. So like it's.
0: Oh yeah. No one's enforcing anything
2: have been have been importing tropical plants without phyto certificates well i i i'm not requesting that they not add phyto certificates i just you know the the companies aren't because nobody cares about anything right now so i'm not the one committing the crime anyone who's listening to this thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> things are definitely lax at the moment are we ready for another topic sure so my topic is ancient magics and the price we pay for them yes so this is this is something that um I can't remember who made this observation, but I somebody was talking about how mobile phones are like uh, modern forms of magic that you hold in the palm of your hand, and you're doing things that are would just amaze, amaze people from the past that was even possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but the way you get these things is you go to a horrible store in the mall, and you <laughs> talk to the worst people in the world- <laughs> Uh, And deal with bureaucracy, and I was just thinking this is actually really appropriate because it's totally like it's always the case that the best magic has costs that you can't predict and predict beforehand, Mm. and the price of a phone is like you know about the money price. That's that's like everybody expects that, but you you don't expect is to deal with. The humans who work at the Verizon store and have to enact these the, the bureaucratic rules that are laid down.
0: I, I totally thought you were going to say that the price we pay for phone ownership was that there are applications on it that, that have numbers that increase at very variable intervals that give us dopamine <laughs> on a schedule, and we can't do anything else with our lives.
1: Oh, well, there's that too. That's the (laughs) ongoing price that you pay.
0: Okay. (laughs) I once befriended a guy who worked at a Sprint store while he was selling me my phone, and we followed each other on social media, and then I unfollowed him for being a libertarian.
1: But he seemed cool in the store.
0: Oh, yeah. He was very cool.
1: That's a a hell of a person who seems cooler in the Verizon store than outside Uh, of
0: it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was the Sprint store, so if the the Sprint store is anything like the Sprint reception, there is nothing outside the store. It's entirely localized to the store. Uh
2: Uh-huh. So this is this is amazing because he was he was cool enough to befriend him from meeting in a phone store. Like, I I just want to like that by itself, like regardless of the the (laughs) eventual unfriending, like that's incredible. That's like,
0: you know, we bonded. We had a bonding experience. I explained to him that I was on a family plan that I've been on for something like, I don't know, 20 years now. It's ridiculous. uh, That gives me unlimited data. (laughs) <laughs> and that my mom was also on this Framily plan. And if me upgrading my phone did anything to disturb this Framily plan, my mom would murder me for losing her unlimited data. Right. <laughs> and he understood my problems.
1: Okay. Yeah. it's a low <laughs> bar, but I understand why you clung to <laughs> the shred of humanity you could find. <laughs>
2: I was I was actually wondering when you're describing the phone store if like if ancient magic's back in the day like if you went to a wizard to get a curse undone and they're like right that'll be about about an hour hour and a half right and you come back and they're <laughs> they're they're still they're just like no no it's still going to be another 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 hour or so and you can see your your curse amulet or whatever you brought in <laughs> like sitting there done right uh-huh, but they just keep uh-huh. telling you it's going to be another hour so you got to wander around the wizard mall like to the Whatever the medieval equivalent of of Cinnabon was, and just chill without your cursing. Weirdly you know enough,
0: it. it was just Cinnabon. <laughs> what do you think they called the Genius Bar? Do you think it was like the Wizened Sages Bar? <laughs> I'm actually,
2: I'm, I'm genuinely going to start getting angry if I start seeing like, like more, more proof of time travel weirdness. Not proof, but like just, just like, oh yeah, Cinnabon has always been been part of the Middle Ages tradition. I'm just like this. <laughs> It's not cool anymore guys. This was funny when it was a cool ass, but
1: like
0: <laughs> everything's <laughs> funny when it's a cool ass.
1: <laughs> so in, in Genius Bar, what kind of bar is it? I've never actually been like is it a does it resemble uh like a, a the bar you drink at or is it like a a ballerina bar?
2: Yeah, it it actually the one the one in in the Bay Area back in the day. I haven't been into an Apple store in a while, but they um they looked like an actual bar and you would go sit down at the bar on like these rotating stools if I remember correctly or something like that. Oh my like god. That. Yeah. And and wait for your wait for your turn and it'd be at the back of the store. Except it was all like Star Trek and like weird lighting and you know, kind of kind of fake future ish. To clarify, like, yeah. when
0: you say all like Star Trek, you mean like the aesthetic that would be and would not be out of place in a Star Trek, not <laughs> yeah, that there no, was exactly. actual...
2: Right, right, right. Not, not like actual. Well, I mean, like you are, you are talking to them about your about your tricorder, <laughs> right, your tricorder. Right? Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. I mean.
0: But you're not yeah. talking to Worf,
2: right? No, but like if okay. Guinan came up and served you a drink, like that wouldn't be weird in the surroundings <laughs> that they used to have. But it, it was actually like a like a you know like a bar counter with with swivel chairs.
1: Yeah, well, I, I absolutely think Apple is biting Star Trek style in almost everything it does. Oh sure. Yeah. At least somebody is, but like but also that that it is also apparently biting the style of like saloons is interesting to me. <laughs> like, can you get like a, like a, a Roy Rogers?
0: <laughs> what's, Someone, what's in a Roy Rogers?
1: Uh, I think it's Coca-Cola and Grenadine.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's like a Shirley Temple. It's like a Shirley
0: Temple, but with Coke. Yeah. Okay.
1: It was the first one I thought of, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they seemed extremely reluctant to allow beverages into their store full of electronics products for some reason. <laughs> like if I recall correctly.
1: Right. Yeah. They're where they're gonna harangue you about having tripped the water sensor when you ask your <laughs> to, to repair your thing.
0: Is that yeah, how many how many little components are there in your iPhone that just they know to shame you?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got the water sensor, and then they've got the Roy Rogers sensor.
0: <laughs> what are you, a child?
1: <laughs> Your face is too asymmetrical for facial recognition to work. And they've, they've got the Android product <laughs> sensor. Like, if you, it, it's like uh, the contract tracing program, except they trace whether or not you know people who have an Android phone. <laughs>
0: You bring your iPhone in and it tells them that you have a Linux box.
1: <laughs> uh, that's not all the time we have here for Topic Lords. Uh, Jenny, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh you can still email me. I am Jenny at jennypolodna.com, J-E-N-N-I, P-O-L-O-D-N-A.
1: Has anybody emailed you? Yes. Yeah, excellent.
0: Yeah. Not not that many people. But a non-zero number of... And then I think I didn't respond like oh, no. an asshole. <laughs> I should do that. You should, should go do that right now. I should do that right
1: now. Uh, let me know if I should cut the part about how you should respond out of the podcast so you don't get feel even worse <laughs> when they listen to this.
0: When I don't respond, inevitably. Um, I do what's in your feelings.
1: Okay. Uh, Chris, if this is something that, people, that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Uh, I think the only place left to find me is my weird food channel at the moment. I may, I may start something up again pretty soon. And that, uh, yeah, if you could, if you could provide people that link, that would be great. Cause, uh, it's hard for me to link it on YouTube. I need to change the, the name actually, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, that's about it. I think I just, I just finally, uh, permanently deleted my Facebook a couple of days ago and I feel oh, good for free. you. Yeah great so yeah yeah weird cooking youtube and that's uh, that's about it at the moment
1: thanks so much for being on topic lords
0: thanks so much for yeah thank you. you
1: hi this is jim this is the audio i append to every episode of topic lords congratulations to our newly anointed lords if you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!